You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, this is a uh, fine-tuned halacha question that was asked to me. Um, I have a uh, Talmud whose wife is very, very concerned, even 10 months into the pandemic, of going to using the mikvah. Um, despite what, um, and it's someplace out of town, not in the New York, uh, New Jersey, or any of the great metropolitan areas that have large Jewish communities. There is one mikvah, and it's um, run by the Chabad, Hever there. And despite the um, guarantees of the, of the mikvah lady, <clears throat> that everything is clean, and this, this, this woman feels that she can't go. She cannot go and ex- risk exposing herself to a place where so many people go in a small place. And I'm not sure what the other factors are. So he, the uh, husband called me up and asked me if um, <clears throat> they're, they're not close to an ocean, but there is a river that's not that far. And the question is, could they go uh, to the rivers and or, or a river that's nearby, because he said to me that uh, it's been a you know a long time, uh, a very long time since that they've used the mikvah, and uh, he said that he is he is keeping uh, the halachos as if she, which is true, because since she hasn't gone to the mikvah, um, she has the din of anida, but it's it's generating an extreme strain upon their relationship. So that was the question about the possibility of using the rivers. So I've asked one of our listeners who, who works in a mikvah, so can you just repeat that? You say that um, that you feel that now a mikvah uh, environment is actually a safer and cleaner environment than like going into a store for a couple of minutes. Oh, for sure, for sure, because they, they do extra cleaning, they, they're makpid on people not preparing there. In fact, just today, they're starting to um, loosen some of the restrictions because of the numbers have gone down and things. But this is the first time they've loosened anything. Um, and uh, they have just incredible amounts of um, cleaning the protocol that a woman cannot, supposed to prepare totally at home. Right, but how do they know the people that are again? This woman, uh, you know, who her husband called me, she right. she fears the fact yeah. that the person that was in the water before her might have been a COVID person. Oh no, I hear that, but the water is the safest place to be because it has so much chlorine in it. There's nothing's going to. I happen. see. So even though there might have been a COVID person, could be the lady right before her had COVID and touched things, but the water. Um, that, she, that, that that this woman would be going into is it, there wouldn't be a problem of the fact that right before water. not the water but i understand her concerned about aerosol if it's in the air but you could easily it only hangs out about three hours so you could be the first one in the pool and we've had a lot of immunocompromised women coming in who want to be the first one in that room and they don't even use a, a preparation room they go right into the pool room themselves go in go out uh-huh. so it, it can be arranged if they make the arrangement. They can maybe have a special appointment during the day. 
make sure there's oh, no so, so I actually talked to him about that possibility of doing it during the day, um, which Rev, Rev Usher Weiss uh, gave such a hat there uh, right. at the very beginning of the of the Corona pandemic uh, to allow uh, women to go to the on the eighth day, not on the, on the eighth right. day. So that was something that, that was allowed. Um, but but let's take a look. Um, uh, I, I found this article online by Rav Aryeh Katz. It's a sort of a, a question. Let's see how, if we can connect it. Um, you have a married couple that went to Thailand. Moshe, you know, that's like the big place that Israelis go. Uh, that's like the big vacation spot for Israelis is Thailand. Um, um, and the, I think the, the main city they go to there is P-H-U-K-A-T, right? That that Phuket city. That's the city where it's on the beach. Anyway, they did not make proper, uh, um, and I think there's a Chabad in Phuket. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's Phuket, Phuket, the big beach. Right. I think there is a Chabad house there. I'm pretty sure there is a Chabad house in Fukat, but for some there reason... There is a Chabad house over there. My uh, son was there and he ate there uh, many, many times. Yeah, right. And I assume the Chabad house has a mikvah, but I'm not sure what happened with this couple. It's an Now, I guess they were not in Fukat because I... I, I Something tells me that the Chabad has a mikvah in Fukat. I'm sure if some of you, Richard, you're pretty quick on the on the on the uh, buzzer. I'm sure you could look it up and see if there's a uh, a mikvah there. But I guess they were vacationing in some other spot in Thailand that didn't have a mikvah. So can she go to the river? I'm not sure why she can't go to the ocean. I think it's on the Indian Ocean, isn't it? Isn't Thailand? Uh, it's the it's on the Indian Ocean, I believe. Anyway, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it is. Yeah, that the resort is especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it must be that they were somewhere like camping in Thailand, where they the only thing was a river. So we actually had this Gemara in Shabbos that uh, Shmuel's father made for his daughter's mikvaot. In Yemei Nisan, because he didn't want them to use the Naharot. He didn't want them to use the rivers. Okay. What does that mean? He made special mikvot. So it means that the, the, um, it, it, it goes with Rav. Because Rav says, Mitra b'marova sada raba parat. Because what the issue is, is that if there's a lot of rain during the winter time in Eretz Yisrael, it then, yeah, it then leads to a big overflow of water from the mountains into Persia, or into the, the 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 Euphrates, not Persia, but the Euphrates River, and therefore, um, now, what's the problem? The problem is that there's water that's like rushing in, which is more than the standing normal water of the Zochlin. 
So basically what, you, what happens is, is that the river is not kosher because there's too much water that is coming in from the melted snow and water and rain from, uh, from the west. Um, whereas um, Shmuel disagrees. Because Shmuel says that the, um, that, the, that the river gets it from, not from, uh, from, from the excess rain in, the, in Eretz Yisrael, but from the, from the rocks themselves near the river, somehow there's, the water comes out of those rocks more in the, uh, um, in, in, in the springtime. So, why are we so concerned about a river? So Rashi explains that if there would be a, a spring, a spring, you could have water that's flowing. Zormim. Mamish coming in constantly. That's okay. That is all right. However, a mikvah of rainwater, in order for it to be tohor, has to be a mikvah, meaning it's it has it has uh, it has settled. Mayim chunasin. So therefore, in Nissan, the water isn't from the sedentary rain the, the sedentary rainwater that's part of the river and that is settled. In Nisan, it isn't from the the essential water of this river. It's from all the excess rain in Israel and from the melting of the snow. So that's called, as we saw before, that's called a ribui of the on the Zochalin. Zochel is the, is the creeping water, the water that stays there as the central part of the river. And, 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 and Zormim is the water that comes in from outside. Now, that, that's in Nisan. In Tishrei, um, it's different. In Tishrei, which is as the begin, at the end of the summer, the 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 strength of the river water comes from the the depths of the river itself. So therefore, in Tishrei, you would be able to use the river. Now, so what's the Psak Halacha then? The Psak Halacha seems to be that in there are certain times a river is not a kosher mikvah. So Rabbeinu Tam, quoted by Taisva, says that even though normally when Rav and Shmuel disagree, here we can paskin like Shmuel. The halacha is kishmuel shenitan litvo benaharos tamid. So therefore, according to Taisvus, you have a right to go and go to the mikvah in a river. However, the Ran 
says, even if you want to accept Rabbeinu Tam and Taisvis, it has to be Nahar Etan. It has to be a river that you always see the, the river flowing. It's not a river that seems to sometimes dry up. Rabbeinu Hananel, the rift, the Marami Rutenberg, that's quoted by the Rosh, says that the halacha is like Rav, which would mean in the winter time, and that would be, even though this place that the man, the, my my student called me, is in a warmer climate, it is technically winter there as well. They might not get snow like we get, but it's still called Yemosag Shomim. It's it's definitely not the summer when it's where it's really super hot where he is. So Lachora, according to Rabbein, according to the Rambam, the Rif, it would be usher to go to the mikvah in a Nahar in the winter time. Now, um, there's another machlekas. According to the Ran. Um, let's say you hold like the Rif and the Rambam, that you can't go into a mikvah in the um, you um, you can't go to the mikvah then. That would only be if you're going into the river, the part of the river where when you look at that river in the summertime, the water's not there at all. That's how you know that the water that you're going into is based on snow, snow water, or water from the mountains, but not from the Zohalin, from the Zormim. The proof of what the water is is by looking at images and knowing your river. If this part of the river is never, is always dried up in the summer, that, but during the winter it's full, that's the part that you know cannot be the mikvah water. But if it's the middle of the river, even though in the winter it's going to be a deeper river, but that in the summer it's still deep enough to be called a river there, even though there's more, maybe make a so the Ran wants to say, even if you hold like the Rambam and the Rif, you would be able to use. As according to Taisus, you could all you could always during the winter time, even though it's the winter, you could use a river for a mikvah. According to the Ran, even the people who say you can't use a mikvah, a river for a mikvah in the winter would be Moda if it's the part of the river that is consistently deep, or at least deep enough to go into. That's the Ran. Rabbi Yosef Cologne, who uh, was from Germany, uh, says, even in the middle of the river, you have to know, and it's very hard to know, <laughs> if that middle part of the river is from the essential river water or it's from the extra water. And unless you know that for sure, you can't use the river as a mikvah because, you again, you're talking about a suffix daraisa, right? Okay, how do we 
Okay, those are Rishonim. How does it go into Shulchan Aruch? So the Beit Yosef says, you have to be Machmir. Let's take a look at the Lushan of the Beit Yosef. So let's say you have a spring and generally the spring bursts up to the surface and it has like this standing water. And now you have, you know, it's the winter time and more strong water is coming in. So if it's all a mix, the Beit Yosef says that you can use it and say, yeah, it's like 50-50, like we did in Dafyomi uh, yesterday. Chatsi Chatsi, it's like, yeah, like Rav Kista, like Rav Kahana yesterday. It's not like a rove. It's 50-50. So therefore, it's all mixed up. You would be able to use it as a mikvah. But if you can see that there's more of the the new rainwater from the fact that it's the winter time, and you can see based on knowing this river in the summer from the winter that it's clearly a lot more. So it would be you would you would not be able to use it as a mikvah. So what you need to do is create a mikvah inside the river, the Beis Yosef says. What do you need to do? Sorach lahakif mapatz. What you do is, is that you encircle a certain area with like a, a machzelet, and you get the water to settle. In other words, you sort of create within this river, a pocket using this artificial material. But again, there's enough in that area and it's, 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 it's underneath the water. That would be a way that you could uh, use that as a mikvah. So just jumping in the river, which is what my student wanted his wife to do, would be a problem. Now, the Ramah writes, I agree with the Beit Yosef says that you need to be worried about rivers in the winter. And unless you do this Eitzah, you're not sure if you have an extra amount of rainwater. And that would, again, according to the Psak of Rav, which is what the Rambam and the Rift and Ramimberg and the Rosh say. And you don't want, you're talking about an Isra Daraisa. But the Ramah says there are people that are matir to go because hashana. There are poskim that hold like 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 tosfos that, you, and we paskin like shmuel that you can go the whole year in a uh, in a river. Even during the winter time, when you know that that extra water is coming from the snow and everything else, why? Because even though it looks like there's much more, the river is essentially from the mouth of the river. And that comes from some rocks or some sort of source, if you can find it. And even though it looks stronger and greater, that's the sheet of Shmuel. And the Ramah says that even though the sheet of Shmuel is a das yochid, even in Psak, 
in the Ashkenaz places, Nogu Barova Makomot, but Makomot She'ein Mikvah. Where there isn't a mikvah, in these Tzvorfana places, there there's Somech on the Shita of Rabbeinu Tam and Shmuel to allow going into the rivers without setting up the whole shtikarai that the Beis Yosef was talking about. And if people are doing it, you can't run to them and say, your wife is Tomei, it's not allowed. However, if the river is a river that dries up, then you can't use it. Because then you know it doesn't really come from this essential mokar place. A river that, that can be completely dry in the summer you can't use in the winter at all. But if it is a river that basically has a life during uh, the summer as well, despite the fact how it looks so different, you would be able. So, Lachora, in terms of my Talmud's question, I would say that this is a big Shasat Chak. Uh, some of you might remember that we've spoken about um, Rav Moshe Feinstein's Heter. Do you remember we spoke about to allow hypnotism to occur for a woman? Who um, was being uh, who was becoming a Jew, right? Um, and uh, she was so scared of water, but she had to go to the mikvah in order to become a Jew. So he allowed her to to be hypnotized in order to, and he felt that her kabbalah beforehand, even though while she was under hypnosis, she was like in a trance. But since beforehand, that was good enough. So you see that the the poskim want to be matir uh, situations. Now, you can't just say the woman's nuts. Okay, send her in there. The woman says she won't go in. So, uh, what I, again, which, responding to what Shiva was saying earlier, you know, I, I, I don't know if, if talking to her is going to make a difference. People's reactions uh, in COVID are so, I don't know, maybe it's science-based to the extreme. So the same way some of you have tried to talk me out of some of my minhagim, Moshe, and others, it's hard to, to change a person in this, in, this, in this uncertain atmosphere. So therefore, you know, maybe based on what I'm reading up until now, you know, uh, maybe it makes sense, but we'll, hold on, we're not, we're not yet there. Um, The Chassam Sofer has a very long tshuva about this, and he says, But it's much better than going to the mikveh earlier. Um, and using a river, even if you hold like the Rambam, the Chassam Sofer is Machadesh, is not a Dindaraisa. The Rambam who paskins like Rav is on a Darabonon. So, therefore, the Chassam Sofer says that even though, according to some shitas, a river is not good, it's only Midarabonon not good. But Midaraisa, you would be considered. So, in our question here, 
you know, we're dealing with a is with, with a suffix in a darabonon, not in a daraisa. That is what the Chassam Sofer says. Now, one of the great uh, Hungarian poskim, uh, the father of the Munkacher, the Darke Truva writes, he brings a whole number of Truvas that agree that that very strongly, don't go to the mikvah in the Nahar. If there's, if there's no other Eitzah, yes. Um, but it depends what you're talking about. If it's a number of days, like three or four days, so she can get to a normal mikvah. So even though you lose the pru or avu, you should wait. But as you can see in our case, they aren't just waiting a couple of days. It's been months since this woman has gone. Um, now, Obviously, Rav Katz, who, uh, who dealt with this question that I'm reading from, says that whenever you take trips someplace with your wife, <laughs> make sure you go to a place that has a mikvah. And you shouldn't make travel plans to go to some spot deep in Tibet, in Thailand, I'm sorry, where there isn't a mikvah. If, however, now, you, you know, whatever it was, you didn't realize, and now there's no mikvah, Rav Katz says you can be mekel. Now, um, he quotes Rav Moshe Feinstein. Rav Moshe writes, if you go to a river, and the river seems to be very full of water because of rainwater, the Ramos says the Minag was to be Mekel. The Chasfisholam Lahachmir. Why? Because you're stopped, not like the Munkatra's father. You don't want to stop Pru or Vu. But now that's another question. Which is uh, you know, you know, let's say the the couple, the woman we're talking about, um, they don't they have a hetter to use birth control. And there's not a question of them um, being able to, because you're stopping them from having children. But I think that the next piece of Ramosha uh, corroborates it. Meaning, because how long can people control themselves? And therefore, being in a situation where your wife isn't tohar, it's just going to make you be over the Yisra. Therefore, Rav Moshe says, um, The great Posek in Eretz Yisrael, uh, Rav Vosner also writes that true going to the rivers, the Chsam Sofer says to do whatever you can not to, but if it is a shasat chak, you really don't have to worry. In fact, it could be a mitzvah. However, you need to know, is this a river that doesn't dry up in the summer? So if you're in Thailand or wherever you are, you need to do your investigations. You need to go on the internet and find out 
what does this river look like during the summertime? But if you do your research and you find out that there's always some water in this river, um, it does make sense um, to go into the deepest part of it and Sheila, here's where what you were saying makes a lot, you know, you got to be careful going into the deepest part, according to the Marik, you know, who knows what could happen, uh, especially at night. Um, but he says you should be machmer like the Marik. Uh, so you should go into the deepest part of the river. Um, that's what Rav Vosner says. I'm not sure if Rav Moshe feels you need to do that. Um, He does say you could be so mechan the Ramo and even go to the part that seems to be only there during uh, the winter, not in the summer. Can you wear a uh, rope around you? Make uh, sure you I would say you probably mechuyev to have some sort of holding on to some sort of rope or something. Um, yeah. Now, um, obviously, there are other issues there which is there might be other people <laughs> right, fishing over there in the river or it might be other people around. Um, and, you know, there's also in terms of the, uh, the, the ground as what we're talking about, um, the Sri Aish had Mamish de Shaila. There was this woman who um, was just embarrassed to go to the mikvah. Um, and that was because um, I guess she felt weird undressing in front of strangers. So the, the, the three-day age writes, um, it's also to just go to the river. Um, first of all, if you look at Yoridea in Hilchas Tevilo, you're not supposed to go to a place that it's possible, you know, onlookers can see you. Why? Now, the reason is not because of like, uh, you know, that that rabbi in Washington that, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Voyer. That's not that's not the reason it's usher. Uh, the reason it's usher is because if you think there might be people looking, then you're not going to be careful in the way you go to the mikvah. Uh, it's not so I not up. Okay, that might be another issue, but the, the issue is, 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 is really more that if the woman feels that there might, oh, run in quickly, run in quickly. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy driving on the road there. There's a guy in a fishing boat, whatever it is. So if she is in a hurry, and Sheila, you can back me up on this. If, if, she, if, if she's in a hurry, if she's Maharis Litvol, so she's not going to be medactic to, because ultimately a mikvah, situation is a combination, as you know, of the rutzon of the woman who wants to be taller and the mikvah person who's helping her. But if the woman herself is in a big rush and she might not get her head under, whatever it is, we don't want such a tevila to happen because we think that she isn't going to be careful. Um, she's, she's beita, she's scared and she's doing it faster than she should. Um, uh, maybe a guy should see her. So 
again, it's, 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 you're right, Dr. Kogan. It's, it's definitely a bad thing for a goy to watch her go to the mikvah, and there might be some mystical reason. But halachically, it's a problem because we, we, we feel that her tvila wasn't done as, as, as calmly and completely as it should. Rav Yechiel Jacob Weinberg in the Street Age says another reason that in general, women, when it comes to going to the mikvah, should be very secretive about when they're going. And, and in general, sometimes, you know, maybe even not from their husbands, but from not from their neighbors, not talking about it. And that's the way it should be, right? In fact, the Gemara in Erevin, Rev Weinberg quotes, says that um, that you know, the people who um, who are very um, open about when they're going to the mikvah and what they're doing, and that's like being shochev, that's like oror shochev im kol behema. Because... Uh, Robert Kivalevich? Yes. I, I really have a big problem. Not, not I don't complain, God forbid, from this. No, because my wife is illegally blind and I have so many problems because I had to drive her there. I had to wait for her to, she could see me, whatever. Women give me, gave me such a hard time all the time for years. Just, just complaining. I'm just complaining. Yeah, no, you, your situation, you should talk to Sheila about this. Oh, yeah, it's a very hard situation. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, she, sh- you should go on a special time, you have a special appointment even. Right, but what what, what Doctor Kogan is saying is when they go, when Doctor is, is when they go, you know, he, had, yeah. right, he parks his car nearby, and then the women who are coming out of the mikvah give him dirty looks and complain that he is right. there. I hear, I hear, because there's rules not to dafka if they don't. Have, husband shouldn't park there, but you yep. have a special reason, and maybe you can get a special out of hours. Right. Could he have a hatcher to dress like a woman? <laughs> Richard, only, oh, Richard, only you could take a topic, bring in the levity that we need for this topic. <laughs> Dr. Kogan should should go and drag. I see. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, go ahead. Or have a woman. I mean, what would be less of a sneeze issue that another woman, in theory, if another woman goes with her? But, or, but, she, but, but I think what, what Dr. Kogan so is saying is that his wife is at this point, you know, she's, uh, you know, she's been ill and it's, it's difficult for somebody of else. Of course, of course. So they should have a special appointment, I would think. Right. I, th- I think she was right. You know, uh, having a mikvah dur- going during the daytime possibly uh, would be a heter. Or being um, the first in, you know, a little earlier than, or a little later, one of the two. Thank you, I'll consider it. But uh, I'm just saying, okay. uh, went on vacation, oh, so many adventures. Oh, yeah. Now, if you, the, the, if you feel Jakob Weinberg mentions that, you know, how could the Gemara say, oh, it's like you're, it's like, it's like you're Shochev in Behema with a woman who's open about when she's going to the mikvah. So Rav Yechiel asks, what about the fact that I mean, everybody knows, like, if it's a mikvah night, there's going to be a lot of women who saw each other in the mikvah, and, and that's not considered embarrassing. So he says that's different, uh, because over there, um, you know, they're all going, okay, and they're all going to be discreet about it. But if you're going uh, to this river someplace, and, you know, there's all these strange people around, uh, and, you know, and then you're, you know, and who knows if they're sitting there someplace, 
that's definitely a lack of sneus. So Could you wear like a big caftan or something loose. Yeah, so that's I I would have said that as well. Um, and we're going to talk about that right now in a minute. Um, so there's two problems. One is that she's embarrassed and she's not going to do it quickly. And also because it's so open and people know what's going on and there's a lack of sneers. Um, the Rabbi Diane Weiss says that um, obviously a normal bathing suit would be a chatzitza. Uh, the way they are uh, constructed. But maybe, as you said, Sheila, she can go down in a type of robe, and if the robe is very, uh, very wide, um, perhaps that would be uh, the Eitza. Now, Diane Weiss writes, it's not clear to him what would exactly be the type of, 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 of robe that's considered loose that now, I, I, I don't really understand why he had such a suffix about it. Um, so still, he feels that, uh, you know, if, if, you know, if she's going to be embarrassed because uh, people, you know, might sense what's going on. So, but it, just taking a little dip into the river in your robe <laughs> might also be strange. Um, so. So that is the, the the basic consensus of of what we have over here, and I, and that's you know I think that might uh, be important. Um, what about the fact that she's going to go with her husband, and she's not going to be going with a uh, she's not going to be going with an actual uh, mikvah person like yourself. She was someone who knows the halachas. So if you take a look in the in Hilchos Mikvahs from the Rosh. The Rosh says that um, uh, he says clearly, "Yesh tzorech shetamod me'al atovelet isha livdok shelo nishar sarah misarot rosha b'chutz." Okay, so you see that the Rosh already wrote there needs to be a lady who checks her hair. Now, what does that mean, checking her hair? It means you have to check the hair um, that if she has bundled up her hair um, and and you have to go check it to make sure that the water can get through every spot. So you need someone to check there. And in, in your day, I'm sure you've seen the Shiva, that rush is brought that it has to be a Jewish woman, more than 12, and she needs to see that none of her hair is floating on the water. In other words, all the hair has to go below the water. And if there's no one there, so um, the Machaber writes, she can she needs to tie her hair and wear with, a hairnet. with a type of net or a type of ropes that will make sure in other words, bundling the hair like a bob to make sure that that whole hair goes underneath the water. But as as you as we're saying, it needs to be that the ropes are not that thick. I'm sorry, they're thick and they're not that tight. And this way, we know the water has egg entered through them completely. Um, Rav Kivager says, based on this Shulchan Aruch, 
that if a woman did go without a balanit, without a, a mikta lady, and she did not have do this thing with her hair, then you have to assume that she is not tohar. Now, my uh, Talmud is not going to take a mikvah lady out with him. Why can't, why can't the husband see in the Shastachak? Right. Well, that's going to be the thing, whether the, uh, the, that the husband is going to be the one who is going to be watching her. Yes. So, also, isn't there, a, what if she has very short hair? What, wouldn't that be a, another? That would be, that would be good if she has short yeah. hair, but assuming she doesn't. So in this case, in, 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 in Thailand, there wasn't anybody, a uh, special person to go out with her in the water. Um, and it's not so easy, Rav Katz writes, to, to bundle up your hair in a way that it's, in other words, there's a problem here. If you don't bundle up the hair, the hair might not have been under the water. If you do bundle up the hair, now the water can't enter into there. So you need to actually bundle it, but not so tight. Um, so now, as Sheila says, the husband should go out and watch what she's doing. Um, and, and of course, what Shiva meant is the question, as Rav Katz puts it, because before the mikvah, he's not supposed to see her naked. So um, if you look in the Beis Yosef, the Beis Yosef mentions a girl or her husband. In other words, when the Beis Yosef paskins this rush about who should be the one standing out in front with the with the uh, with the woman, he mentions it should be a girl at least twelve years old or her husband. So you see from the Beis Yosef, even though he's seeing his wife in a state of of of, of undress, that that's all right. Um, based on this, the Noda Biuda makes the diuk from the Beis Yosef that you see that if there isn't any mikvah lady, that the husband can be the one who sees her and makes sure that there aren't any chatzitzas on her body. In fact, let's say, like in this case, she needs help to get down the rocks into the river. Despite the fact that she's still a nida, he can help her into it. Why? Because what's the reason a husband is not supposed to uh, be checking out his wife or seeing his wife in a state of undress or touching her? It's because what it's going to lead to. But you're not going to, there's no husband in the world who's going to say, wait, don't go into the mikvah now. Now that I've seen you in, in, without your clothes on, let's forget about it. No, obviously she's going to go in the water now. So therefore you're not worried about that. Nobody is going to, uh, be such a weirdo as far as that goes. And that Nodi Behuda, of course, is brought by Moshe, you're happy, by the Chocham Avadi himself, who feels that it's a very uh, strong and logical Svarah that to allow the husband. Um, one of the great Chesidish Rebbes, uh, the Kloisenberger Rebbe says that the, it can be Mafakvek, um, uh, but there, he's a little bit worried about it, but then he says that you should wear some, she should perhaps wear some sort of um, very uh, loose-fitting uh, robe or something. Uh, the hair is not so much the issue, and then she should go into the water in the loose-fitting robe. So, based on this, it would seem that we have a heter 
with a lot of stipulations, but I have a heter to go out uh, for this woman uh, to go. Um, this is a question that shows up on the Yoetzet website, um, which is seemingly a very, very nice website for people to look at. Ani balanit b'mikvah, v'kibauti hora, lo lafshar tvila shomi shebibidud, b'glauch shash l'korona. So let's say there is someone who has just come back um, and, according to the government, needs to be in quarantine for corona. And she wants to sneak out and go to the mikveh. Um, that's the question. So let's see what they answer her. He says, you have to be makbed on what the Misrata Briud says. Not only is it dinida malchusa, but mahalacha, because even though if she spreads, even though it's a very slight chance that she has the uh, corona, but if there's a chance that she could spread something, then you have to worry about the whole community. So it's clear that if, based on the government principles, you need to be in um, quarantine, then you can't leave. Um, unless you're talking about a medical emergency. And even then, there are very important rules about it. Now, what are you going to say? That her husband shouldn't be having relations with her? Won't be able to? He shouldn't. Because, based on the fact that they're in quarantine. Now, let's say they're both went together. I'm not sure, but I guess, you know, I, I, here I don't know. Um, if she's, if, if the husband, Makhar, the husband maybe also has a quarantine thing on him. So, does that make sense that what, what, they're, what, what they're writing here? That um, if, if, I don't know, maybe. I guess if they both have to be in quarantine, there shouldn't be. Is that part of the the WHO or the what the, what the CDC says that you shouldn't engage in, in physical sexual activity if if one person is suspected of having, I don't know. Um, um, well, and, between quarantine and isolation, in the terms of if somebody truly suspects that they might have it, then it's just makes sense for them to isolate themselves from other members of the family. Okay, so you're saying that here she showed some signs of having But if it's it's just quarantine it, maybe they were exposed, maybe we don't know. You okay, look, we have Israelis here. What does it mean when it's when you say you're bibidud? Doesn't bidud mean like somebody who uh, who came in but, from from America? So he has to be bibidud? Right, I don't so, know. Yeah, right. So in that case, in theory, they're together. They're the same. They're together people. anyway. So I'm not yeah. sure if you. I'm not sure if this this psak makes sense. You're saying that if one part of the couple is showing signs of the virus, or they were exposed and the other wasn't, then it makes sense to have an isolation situation. Even from her husband, but if they're in the same house anyway, but they shouldn't have. Right, I know it's very contact. hard to be isolated. But still, um, um, if somebody uh, can be a carrier of the coronavirus, 
then even though, Sheila, you're telling me that um, you go into the water, but you can still possibly spread to other people who are going to use that mikvah. Yeah, it's not the water. It's the, it's the aerosol in the air that's more the issue. So you want to be the only one in that place for several hours coming and going, you know. Right. An issue. Um, now, but that would, again, is, is, is really um, a very sad, another sad. And over here, you know, that's the type of thing that you just can't be matir. And I'm sure, you know, uh, you know, that I'm sure that ha- when that happens, that's really a very, a very difficult type of situation. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 